Stone and Tile Show is proud to be sponsored by the National Tile Contractors Association. The NTCA is a leading trade association in the tile and stone industry dedicated to professional installation of ceramic tile and natural stone. With more than 1,500 members representing thousands of installers, NTCA works hard to be a strong voice for proper installation and qualified labor. The association invests in a professional staff to provide technical support and assistance and offers free educational seminars and regional training opportunities around the country. To learn more about what the NTCA can offer for you or your business, go to the website www.tile-assn.com. That's www.tile-assn.com. Good afternoon, folks, and welcome to the Stone and Tile Show. Actually, the first show uh, of 2023 uh, going to be an exciting year for us. I am Fred Houston, your host. Uh, before we get started on today's topic, I'm waiting for our guests to arrive. Uh, I want to mention that I have one opening. That's only one opening left in my uh, Stone and Tile Inspection on Troubleshooting class that will happen in Vegas on February 6th through the 9th. So if anyone is interested in signing up for that, again, I've got one slot left. And uh, just go ahead and send me an email at fhouston, that's F-H-U-E-S-T-O-N at gmail.com. Again, that's fhouston, F-H-U-E-S-T-O-N at gmail.com. Or you can call me direct on my cell phone. That's not the call-in number for today, but on my cell phone, which is 321-514-6845. Okay, on to today's subject. Uh, we've had uh, Pasha, many of you may know from listening to past podcasts, and he's coming on here in a second, um, concerning this mystery uh, darkening that we get in uh, in showers, especially with some of the translucent Carrara materials, where you do everything according to according to specs, everything looks great, and then you get this darkening that doesn't seem to go away. Well, if you go back and listen to some of those past podcasts, Pasha has been doing a ton of experiments uh, with this issue, and uh, he has finally solved the mystery. So let me go ahead and get Pasha in here. Uh, Get him in here. Pasha, are you there? I'm here, Fred. Hey, good afternoon. How are you? Good afternoon. I'm doing great. Good. Well, uh, first of all, I want to welcome you to the South. Uh, Many of you know uh, Pasha was in Portland, Oregon. Now he's up there in uh, Green- Greenville, right? South Carolina? Yeah, Green. that's correct. Yeah, Greenville metro area. That's correct. Uh, that's a ma- major change from uh, Portland weather to uh, southern weather. So, <laughs> but, Yeah, uh, yeah it is. But I, I really like it. <laughs> yes, I, I, that's why I'm in the south. <laughs> yeah, it's it's uh, mm-hmm. definitely a nice, a nice change of pace. All right, so, so let's get into, into this topic. Um, why don't you give folks an overall summary of, uh, of this issue and, and what you've done? Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Well, uh, let me first uh, introduce myself for those listeners who are probably, you know, never listened to our previous podcasts or never uh, read my articles. So I am originally from Ukraine. I moved to the United States in uh, 2008. And I myself, uh, so I I am a a former professional soccer player who played and lived in Germany, Switzerland, and Ukraine. So I quit uh, from soccer in 2008, and I started a new uh, path or career in the tile and stone industry back in 2009. So I went through 
different stages, starting from just being an apprentice, you know, doing all kind of uh, basically um, basic work. And I became a licensed tile contractor in 2016. Then I joined uh, the National Tile Contractors Association. I became the cer certified tile installer. And I uh, also went through your amazing training in uh, February 2019. And I just want to say a few words. So I'm very thankful to you, Dr. Fred, for that amazing um, four-day training. It helped me so much. It basically it changed my approach to uh, dealing with uh, the stone and tile related uh, problems and issues and it helped me a lot in my research about marble moisture discoloration in wet areas so i'm very thankful to you and i would highly recommend uh, attending your class your in-person class to any uh, basically a professional from the tile and stone industry regardless of years of experience in the trade well, thank you pasha yeah. So uh, quickly, uh, so I myself uh, had the problem with uh, marble moisture discoloration, and uh, let's first maybe uh, quickly define the term. So what what do we mean by marble moisture discoloration? Uh, marble, as any natural stone, is an absorbent material that will absorb liquid and it will absorb uh, water uh, to uh, basically. In a, in a wet area and when we say marble moisture discoloration we do not mean simply like darkening uh, of individual uh, stone mosaic pieces you know that basically uniformly throughout the shower floor uh, we are talking specifically about a uh, phenomenon or like a mystery like some people call it uh, when we see big wet stains that keep growing on a light-colored mm -hmm. marble shower floor. Sometimes yep. it could happen even with darker colors. So by marble moisture discoloration, we uh, mean that mystery, like some people like calling it. So it's not just darkening of individual uh, uh, stone tiles. So darkening of individual stone tiles here and there is a normal process when stone absorbs water. But those blotchy-looking random patterns is exactly the issue that we're uh, dealing with and we're talking about. And uh, I myself experienced that same situation, so I know how desperate a contractor can feel, you know, when the customer is questioning his basically professionalism, when you, you know, promised you will do your best job and then you have this issue in front of you without knowing how to deal with it and what to do and why, you know, what's the reason of that discoloration. So we did a lot of research and in that research that I actually started in the spring of 2018. So it's been uh, more, uh, basically it's been more than four years now. It will be five wow. years soon. Uh, yeah. So I uh, created 10 shower floor modules with Carrera Marble uh, using different uh, installation methods and techniques, we were able um, to test different impregnating sealers, different adhesives, including uh, different polymer-modified cementitious adhesives or mortars or thin-set mortars, as well as different epoxy adhesives. 
Uh, also, besides that, I did a very long and I would say deep research uh, throughout uh, basically internet uh, translating different articles and websites from different countries. So I visited Italian internet, basically Google, I mean, uh, German, Turkish, etc., etc., trying to find and collect all the information about marble in general uh, as a natural stone and then different applications of marble for in different areas. Uh, <laughs> So I think that uh, not only that, I personally installed at least four, I think it was, I would, no, I would say it's five shower floors with marble over the last four years. And I have basically, I've seen some of those floors. I spoke with customers and it was actually part of my research when I uh, explained the customer that, I will have to observe any possible changes in those floors that I personally installed just to get you know more information for my research. Moreover, uh, following you know some of the um, findings that you know we basically got throughout that research, some installers followed our guidelines and recommendations with uh, great results. Uh, so uh, we I think we over the last four years we've collected enough sufficient information uh, uh, to have to make a, a definitive conclusion about the cause and the prevention of the of this uh, phenomenon of this mystery right. um, and uh, maybe maybe do you have any additional questions <laughs> no, well, what I was going to get at you're actually going there you're doing great without my interruption uh, and that is yeah, why don't so, we talk about okay first of all let, let, let's look at the the cause itself you know why are we getting this discoloration and why is it not going away yeah so the uh, the main cause of this discoloration is what can be called moisture entrapment. And that is when water or moisture, well, let's say water, is not able to evacuate and evaporate in a predictable manner. So the shower system on the shower floor isn't installed correctly. And that shower system, shower floor, has translucent light-colored marble. Definitely, it will create that uh, issue when, because water is not able to uh, evacuate. There are different reasons for that. So when the installer does not follow uh, industry standards, industry guidelines, uh, you know, sometimes uh, if it's a traditional mortar bed system that has a uh, um, three-part clamping ring drain. So if that clamping ring drain does not have weep channels or weep holes, that are properly protected, they get clogged, and then water is not able to evacuate. Water starts, um, uh, you know, filling uh, the mud bed under the stone, and eventually the stone will get darkened. So that's one scenario. But the main challenge with this issue is that many times the same problem happens to the installers who follow uh, current industry guidelines for natural stone installation on shower floors uh, to the T. So they diligently follow the instructions and they have the same problem. So uh, again, the cause of that problem is the inability of water to evacuate and evaporate 
uh, in a predictable manner in a relatively quick time. And uh, the reason why many installers are having this trouble with marble is because we as an industry have not uh, provided clear technical information on how to deal with how to install light-colored marble on shower floors. Right. Uh, it was not such a big issue, uh, let's say, 20 years ago uh, when marble w was actually very popular because uh, most installers back then used a traditional uh, dry-packed mortarbed system. And we can call that traditional system, even though it's thick, even though it's kind of complex to uh, build, but we can call that system a drainage system because that's exactly what it does. It allows water that um, passes the stone through the grout or through the stone itself. It allows that water to drain below the subsurface of the stone and, you know, towards the drain. And then if done correctly, it will follow the slope uh, on the waterproofing pen liner, and that water will evacuate via the drain, via the weep channels inside the drain. Uh, so with that system, with the drainage system, the water is basically taken away. So it, it's not, uh, uh, th there is no, uh, nothing that will hold the water below the stone. The uh, dry-packed mortarbed uh, has what uh, scientists call uh, connected porosity, meaning that mm -hmm. all the pores inside that uh, dry-packed mortarbed are connected, and they are relatively big in size on the molecular level, which allows water to basically drain you know, right. away from the, uh, from the backside of the stone. Uh, there are, uh, so even though that system provides the drainage, there were some, uh, I did my research trying to figure out when what's called resin backing started being used uh, to mm -hmm. reinforce stone mosaic tiles. And I asked different installers and they told me that they basically, they remember that it was already applied to some stone mosaic tiles even in 1980s, in early 1980s. But uh, for those installers who really like, uh, you know, using traditional dry-packed mortarbed system, there is one technical detail that uh, I want them to really pay attention to. And that is um, the fact that uh, many modern mosaic, like marble mosaic tiles or natural mm -hmm. stone tiles have what's called resin backing when uh, fiberglass uh, alkali resistant, hopefully, <laughs> because I don't yes. think that it's alkali resistant <laughs> in some countries. So hopefully hmm. it's alkali resistant. So if a fiberglass mesh applied to the back of the stone using an adhesive, uh, many times it's polyester adhesive, sometimes it's an epoxy adhesive, which is a more expensive adhesive, and sometimes it's who know what adhesive, <laughs> who knows what adhesive. Uh, it could be water soluble, et cetera, et cetera. So that adhesive, uh, sorry, that uh, layer of resin backing by itself can seal the back of the stone and it could cause the problems with moisture entrapment as well because okay. water will actually penetrate the stone and it will eventually hit that impervious layer. It is most, mostly impervious. 
also if the stone is installed with a traditional uh, cementitious mortar uh, most cementitious mortars are have um, um, some uh, limitations to when it comes to uh, you know like uh, applying that product over uh, uh, such layers meaning that most cementitious mortars will not provide or create a predictable bond to such backing right um, also when uh, water is trying to evaporate because water will still penetrate below the surface of the stone through the grout joints and let's say it will you know go inside the mortar bed there will be some evaporation so even though it's a very complex subject but some water can also become trapped below the stone trying to evaporate so therefore uh, the industry um, uh, current industry guideline for dealing with such a stone is to use an epoxy adhesive, which will provide a predictable bond. And now we kind of uh, uh, we are we have another method that I personally prefer, and that works really great with um, inst when installing natural stone on shower floors, and that is what can be called an epoxy uh, method. An epoxy method. So the first method in general. So there is two in our research. We were able to find out that there are two methods that work uh, with uh, natural stone, especially light-colored marble, when it's installed on shower floors. It's not only the methods, it's basically two assemblies. The first assembly is what we can call a drainage assembly, and that is a correct usage of the traditional dry packed mortar bed system and i have i uh, i wrote a very detailed article about it and i think i will just uh, leave that uh, a link to that article um under um uh the um recording of this uh podcast on your website so that people sure. can follow that link uh, so that we don't go too much into the into those details. Uh, right, and, and then, the, the, that article was was, yeah. was that the article that was in the tile letter? Uh, no, that's uh, I wrote two articles. One article yeah. was uh, published uh, in the tile letter, and that is just the general description of our research okay. and just brief description of both methods. Uh, second article uh, goes into detail uh, on how to do the uh, dry packed mortar bed system assembly for uh, translucent marble, for light-colored marble. So it basically, you know, goes into, into detail uh, about that part, uh, that installation Good. method. So, so they, can find, uh, they, can find, they can find that second article in, in the tile letter as well, or was that published somewhere else? No, it was, it was published in the Slippery Rock Gazette. Okay. I right. just want to make sure that's clear. Because you, you can go to yes, both of those uh, websites, especially I know the Slippery Rock, um, and you can search the archives as well for that article. So, Yes, yes, yes. So the first assembly is the um, uh, drainage assembly with a traditional uh, dry-packed mortar bed. And uh, just to save our time, it's, it, it has, the article has all the details. It goes over the mortar selection and then specific details uh, on how to create that assembly. So the Good. second concept and the second assembly is created with a bonded membrane system, and that is when uh, the waterproofing membrane is um, 
uh, installed below the, when the stone is adhered directly to the waterproofing membrane. And now I want to explain why, actually why this problem with marble moisture discoloration is so common nowadays. It's still a very hot subject in the mm -hmm. industry. And I still get many requests and many uh, phone calls from different people, including contractors and homeowners and designers, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. And you know, I am very sad when you know when people are you know are having that issue because many times there is no cure for that malady, but for that problem, many right. times unless it's uh, the, the the shower floor is either replaced or homeowners just accept the fact that it will remain discolored and there is no cure. So yep. uh, because bonded membrane system, uh, so a bonded membrane system is basic i think is the most popular system uh right now because it is faster to install and there are so many different products and system systems available on the market today so many installers use that particular installation method when it comes to installing uh any tile on shower floors i myself prefer that system because uh you know that system has some advantages over the traditional dry packed mortar bed system but here is the problem. Because we bond the stone directly to the waterproofing membrane, we create a very high potential, by doing that, moisture to be trapped right below mm -hmm. the stone. Yep. Moreover, with the use of modern or uh, penetrating sealers or impregnators in general, we uh, make that problem even worse. So uh, I think, Fred, uh, I wanted to ask you, I think that you will be doing a uh, seminar on that particular subject about impregnators, right? Yeah, uh, by I'm going to be of doing it. Yeah, I'm going, I'll be at, um, I don't know what they call that show now. To me, it's still called Stone Expo uh, out in Vegas uh, the end of this month, and I'll be doing a, a seminar on that Tuesday at 1220. So if anybody wants to uh, attend that seminar, I'll be talking about this subject as well as some other issues with uh with sealers as well. Thank uh -huh. you for that. Uh -huh. Yeah. So I I want to I want to say one thing that maybe some people will dislike, but uh, I am actually so I am uh, a I really like I'm the fan of uh, the bonded membrane system. But there is one technical thing that it's important to uh, understand and explain to installers, and that is that a bonded membrane system is not designed for what we can call internal water evacuation, meaning yep. that it is not really able to uh, provide quick evacuation for the water that goes below the surface of the tile. Now, if the installer follows the industry guidelines for uh, installing shower, um, a tile on shower floors, and, ha and provides full motor coverage, right? There is not, to, not, I mean, basically, there is no space for water to create any problems with porcelain tiles. Pervious, so they do not absorb water. And then when you have full coverage of motor below that porcelain mosaic tile or just porcelain tile, uh, there will not be, you know, huge amount of water sitting under the tile. But many installers do not understand that when water penetrates below 
any kind of tile, whether it's natural stone or porcelain uh, that is installed over bonded membrane, water is not able to freely pass the no. cementitious polymer modified mortar that is used to adhere the tiles to the to to the membrane. So even if you uh, so you could, uh, our listeners could do a little um, experiment, and that is if you take uh, like a piece of waterproof board or if you take a piece of board that has a uh, bonded membrane adhered to it, and you will create a quarter-inch per foot slope with that uh, board or with that membrane. If you put a few drops of water on that surface, water will not start uh, basically following the slope right away. So until right. water achieves certain volume, even though you have a slope, that water will not flow following the slope. And that is without any mortar, any tile in its way. Moreover, many bonded, uh, bonded uh, membranes, waterproofing membranes, even though they're fully waterproof, and most of them, they're also vapor retardant, vapor proof. They have a layer on top, which, which um, uh, like uh, one of the uh, names for that layer is uh, anchoring fleece. So that fleece is added to improve the, uh, the bond of the cementitious mortar. Right. But that fleece actually absorbs water. It is absorbent. It is porous. So of those membranes, they get wet on top, right? And that water... Right. Will not will not freely pass the polymer modified mortar. That's why if you don't have a full mortar coverage, basically you will have little pools of water. But even if you have full mortar coverage, you will still have some moisture uh, that is absorbed into the polymer modified mortar because it's not waterproof, as well right. as inside the fleece. So when you have porcelain tiles above that, there won't be any issues. But if you have natural stone, and especially translucent stone like light-colored light marble, that stone will show you the presence of trapped moisture. Mm -hmm. Now, if you also if you apply the sealer, the impregnating sealer to that stone, it will make it even worse because impregnating sealers, while being great products, they're not primarily designed to um, uh, to protect the stone from any type of liquid, like from any type of uh, liquid, including water, inside wet areas. So right. a, an impregnating, uh, impregnator or a penetrating sealer, uh, once it's applied to natural stone and it's cured, it will beat up water. But when the stone is exposed to, uh, to a lot of water, when the shower is continuously used, by by a few people, that amount of water will uh, so the the, the the impregnator will not prevent water absorption into that stone, and I can say that for sure because I did I tested different sealers and one of the best sealers on the market, uh, and I followed in uh, manufacturer's instructions to the T, and any sealed stone sooner or later will absorb water. Once that water is absorbed, if you have anything absorbent below the stone, that moisture will become trapped sometimes for a very long time. And uh, that is the main cause of the moisture discoloration uh, of marble, uh, which is moisture entrapment. So to prevent it, uh, to prevent it, 
you need to use as uh, what I call an epoxy method. And that is when you adhere the stone, marble or natural stone, to the bonded membrane, to the shower floor, with a 100% solids epoxy adhesive. Uh, now, a very important note for many installers. It's not just about the products, because sometimes installers reach out to me and they tell me, okay, so I will be using this epoxy motor and I should be good to go, right? And I'm saying, no, 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 no. It's not just about the epoxy motor. It's about how exactly you use the epoxy motor to create that assembly. Because if you do not have literal 100% epoxy motor coverage under your stone, any water that penetrates below the stone will become permanently trapped because yep. epoxy will not allow that water to go anywhere. Epoxy is almost waterproof. It's, it's non-absorbent. Therefore, uh, an important step uh, in that installation process is to provide 100% epoxy motor coverage under the stone. And that is done very easily by knocking down the motor ridges right before you place the stone. So that way the stone is fully embedded, the, the bottom of the stone is fully embedded and covered in the epoxy adhesive. Mm -hmm. So that epoxy adhesive will provide an impervious layer below the stone, under the stone, meaning that water will not be able to penetrate below the stone. There won't be any pools of water, you know, under the stone. Uh, secondly, uh, that stone for that particular application will actually have to be sealed. And there are different sealers on the market, and I've tested different sealers, and uh, there is at least one, I'm sure there is more, a sealer which is called a, a bulletproof sealer. It's made by Stone Tech Company, uh, owned mm -hmm. by Laticrete. So that uh, particular uh, impregnator or penetrating sealer has a very high, what can be called, permeability. So right. it makes... Uh, it helps the stone to what we call breathe. Yep. Uh, the, the main purpose of uh, why that stone for that method needs to be sealed is that it will prevent, uh, epo uh, it will prevent the epoxy resins from filling the pores of the stone. So if you do not seal that stone, uh, epoxy resins will actually fill the pores and then if any moisture, if some moisture will get past those resins, it will become blocked. They will yep. become trapped. So it, it is important to apply two coats of that sealer the day before you do grout, at least 24 hours. Uh, some, in some, like, uh, if the uh, room temperature isn't high enough, then sometimes it will take longer. 36 to 48 hours, but at least 24 hours from my experience is sufficient. So two coats of that sealer need to be applied to the stone. And on the third day, so first day you install, second day you seal, you grout. You have to grout the stone with 100% with solids epoxy grout, making sure that you not only grout, but you also fully pack all the grout joints to prevent uh, to avoid any holes inside the grout joints that will basically trap moisture. So once you do that, you create almost like a bulletproof um, uh, assembly that does not have anything 
uh, absorbent under the stone. Uh, the, uh, you have almost waterproof grout joints, and the stone uh, is sealed with a sealer that is very breathable, meaning that even if moisture will uh, get inside the stone, uh, the volume of that water will be very small, and that sealer will allow that water to quickly evaporate. And yeah, no, I'll personally also... test it. Yep. Go ahead. Yeah, I was going to say, I'll also add to that, that you're dealing with very thin materials here. You know, we're not dealing with, with thick materials. So what you just said is true. You know, when you have a thin material, it's going to evaporate much quicker. Yes, yes. So I personally, uh, I tested such a, a shower floor module for about six months, and it went, it was outside in my backyard, but it went through all possible weather cycles. Uh, you know, heavy rain and uh, anything, you know, that is possible in, in the Oregon weather, in Oregon. Right. And uh, it, it, it would always show the same predictable results. So the stone would get wet. It would get dark, let's say, after rain or after it's exposed to water. I was also hosing it down. And you can imagine, you know, what my wife was feeling when I was doing that, <laughs> hosing down shower floor models in, my, in our backyard. Uh, so she had enough patient, patience, <laughs> which I'm very thankful for. Yeah. Yes. So um, it, would, it would get, you know, darker, and then it would, get, it would lighten up again within a, very, within a very short period of time, mostly like six to eight hours. Uh, I installed five shower, uh, shower floor modules. Uh, no, I apologize, five real shower floors following the same method. And I also have some friends who use that method with uh, incredible results. Just recently, I reached out to my uh, uh, one of my clients and customers, and I asked them to uh, send me a picture of the shower floor that I installed with that method almost two years ago. So they sent me that picture. They are very happy with the, you know with how the shower floor looks. And it does not have any marble moisture discoloration. Some random pieces are look darker just because they spill shampoo, soap, etc. But there is no blotchy-looking stains on that shower floor, even though okay. it's used every day by you know two people at least two times a day. Right. That's great. Uh, there are some limitations to that method, though, and, and that is. I do not recommend using white epoxy grout because white epoxy grouts are uh, known uh, for, uh, you know, uh, getting for yellowing problems yep. over time when they're either exposed to UV lights or, you know, different maybe chemicals. I don't know. But uh, I personally do not recommend using white epoxy uh, grout for, uh, for, for those particular applications. Yeah, I agree. That's been a problem ever since epoxy grout has come out. And I mean, the newer ones are a little bit better, but you know, time, time is its worst enemy. Uh, over time, they will darken and will yellow. Yeah, yeah. So this subject, I mean, it sounds complex uh, as long as you don't like go into detail trying to understand why certain products have to be used, and you know, what's the purpose of every step, you know, in that installation. Uh, so there is two concepts, two assemblies. One, we can call it a drainage assembly. It mm -hmm. provides drainage, and it has to be done with simple materials that are porous, that, are, that allow water 
to freely pass the stone and go inside the mortar bed and then, uh, you know, to be evacuated uh, through the drain. And I right. personally do not recommend using sealers for that application no. because do I. <laughs> uh, sealer will basically slow down. It would always um, slow down, you know, the evaporation process. Just simple materials. And the art- article that I wrote, it has all those details. Just simple materials and then properly done a dry pack mortar bed and, of course, properly done waterproofing pen liner with a pre-slope and properly protected weep holes. And with that method, it will, uh, it will provide great results. And I, I personally, I have a picture of a uh, marble shower floor that was, that was installed in Portland in 1990s. And that marble shower floor looks amazing. It's in a perfect condition. It, it was installed with the dry pack mortar bed method, and it was not sealed. So there was no sealer there. And it looks perfect. It looks amazing. Uh, and then the second system, it's the opposite. So it's a sealed system, and it's over a bonded membrane. And that system basically prevents all water from you know, going uh, below the stone. And all the water evacuation uh, is uh, done externally, so you know, on top of the stone, directly into the drain. Mm-hmm. Yep. Have you uh, not not the change? Well, I'm not changing the subject. I'm just adding a, another layer to this, uh, and that is, have you done any of these showers with the uh, with the white marbles with heated showers? And if so, uh, is there any additional concerns we have there? Mm-hmm. Yes. So I personally never installed a uh, marble uh, uh, on a heated shower floor. And I know that some people uh, think that maybe having having a heated uh, floor under your marble will help with uh, how quickly the, uh, the, the, the stone can dry out. In my opinion, it will not help because even though I did not, I never installed a marble over heated floor, uh, heated shower floors, I try to use uh, the heat gun, you know, to see how quickly the, 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 a piece of stone will dry out if I, you know, have a heat gun right next to it. And actually, heat doesn't really help with drying of the stone. No, it uh, doesn't. Yeah, I think there is, I'm sure there is a scientific explanation for that. But heat, uh, you, know, you know, being heated would not really help with how quickly the stone will dry out. So, no, I mean, um, you know, a real simple example of that is, uh, um, you know, heat attracts vapor, attracts moisture, where, you know, cold, mm-hmm. you know, for example, that's how an air conditioner works. An air conditioner works by extracting the heat uh, and, and dehumidifying the inside of a house. Well, the same thing happens uh, in a shower when you have the opposite. When you, you heat it up, it, it, it actually creates vapor, so it really doesn't help uh, with, the, uh, with the drying process. So that's the that's a 25 cent explanation. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Well, it's a great scientific explanation. Uh, also, if we still have a little bit of time, maybe we could also mention the six, six sided ceiling method. Yes. Uh, I did want to because, get to that. Yes. Yeah, that's becoming a, that's becoming an issue right now. I've had several calls on it and uh, it's, it's, it's getting a little controversial. So uh, um, why don't, yeah, why don't you, what's your opinion on six sided ceiling? Yeah. So, um, uh, currently, we have a few uh, white papers written by uh, at, at least two uh, manufacturers of the setting materials about that method. As well, we have a very detailed um, 
document uh, found in the uh, NTCA reference manual about, about the six-sided ceiling. So uh, six-sided ceiling method is a method when you uh, literally submerge stone mosaic or natural stone in, in the sealer, and then you let it dry following the manufacturer's instructions, and then that stone is installed, you know, either on floors or walls or whatever. And uh, in those articles, I mean, they recommend using that method because it will, you know, protect stone from any many possible issues. In my opinion, and actually I, I did test that method with Carrera Marble uh, following manufacturer's instructions. In my opinion, it's a really good uh, method for some moisture-sensitive or um, maybe like very translucent stones like onyx in dry areas to prevent any staining from the grout pigments. When the stone is grouted mainly, it will prevent, uh, you know, the, uh, like the grout from, you know, staining the stone. Uh, like maybe five or ten years ago, that would definitely be an issue if you seal the bottom of the stone and then you try to install it with a cementitious motor because a cementitious motor would not bond to the sealed uh, bottom of the stone. Uh, now the manufacturers, they have specific sealers. They do not recommend just sealing the stone. They have specific sealers, impregnators, that they recommend for that method. And... Uh, their polymer-modified mortars will bond to the stone that is sealed with those particular products. I, so I, I don't really know how... Yep. Yeah. Well, I was going to say, you're absolutely right there. And, and the, the issue I have with, uh, you know, uh, promoting this six-sided sealing thing is that people have a tendency to, to, to not... They listen to that, okay, we six-sided seal it, but then they choose the wrong mortar. And then that's when they end up with problems, you know, with grout not bonding, with debonding, et cetera. So what you're saying is extremely important, and I wish the industry would emphasize that a little bit more than they than they do. But uh, before you go on there, I want to uh, just mention that there are there were some callers that came in, and I wasn't able to get to them. So if you're listening and you have a question for Pasha, uh, go ahead and call in, and we'll we'll get to your uh, get to your question. Uh, the phone number is three two three eight seven zero three nine six eight. Okay, Pasha, sorry for interrupting you there. I thought I had to just mention that. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Oh, no problem. Uh, well, thank you. Uh, so, in my opinion, and uh, what I've seen with when uh, testing those two shower floor modules, that method does not prevent, does not protect stone from uh, marble moisture discoloration, and that is the fact that, like I said no sealer, no impregnator. So impregnators, they're not just sealers. They do not literally seal the stone. No. They uh, film, uh, they create an invisible film that protects, you know, stone to a certain degree from absorbing, you know, liquids or solids, but uh, only to a certain degree. It, they do not make stone waterproof because stone no. needs to breathe. So therefore, that method, even if you seal the stone from all six sides, it will not prevent, you know, water from entering the stone. And that's exactly what I saw in my, uh, with those two modules. Because both floors six, uh, sealed with a six-side seal, uh, sealing method, they became dark. And the, the issue was that they would remain dark 
for a very long time. They did not have clear patterns, like clear blotchy stains, as we see in, uh, you know, on other, as I saw on other modules that were not installed with that uh, six-sided sealant method. But they were obviously dark, so every single piece, after a certain time of being exposed to water, became dark, wet, and then those modules would hold water, would remain dark for approximately five, six to seven days, and then it would slowly, you know, uh, uh, return to its original light color. So in my opinion, when I actually, like I mentioned, I did a very uh, diligent research, and when researching European Google, and, you know, it was uh, German Google, Italian Google, Actually, I, I did not see any mentioning of the six-sided sealing method at no. all. I've only found it here in the United States, and it's recommended by a few manufacturers. I agree it, it's a great method for dry areas, but when it comes to wet areas, I am personally certain that there was no testing done with that particular method mm -hmm. for wet areas. If anyone, is, yeah, if anyone is interested, I'm not sure you're aware of this, but I actually did a YouTube uh, video showing how vapor can enter a sealed tile. Uh, and I basically, just not to go into great detail, but I basically took a, a steam gun, uh, one that you use for your clothing, and sealed a piece of stone. I was able to introduce vapor into the stone that re that that actually became moisture and darkened the stone. So what you're saying is exactly right. And I, I showed that on that YouTube video. Yeah. Yeah. So that's, that's my opinion, but uh, I have some solid evidence behind my opinion. Uh, it's a great method, but I, I think before we can say it's great for wet areas, we really need to test it. Otherwise people could, could have serious problems. Again, like I said, once you have that issue, it's very hard to uh, to, to fix it. I, I just want to quickly mention one one situation where we we were able to fix the uh, uh, the discoloration, and uh, it was a friend of mine, my former colleague, who I uh, worked with uh, at a uh, commercial company, and then he installed a Carrera marble shower floor using a dry packed mortar bed system, and he called me. He never heard about that issue, and he called me asking me whether I know anything about it. And I told him, well, <laughs> I'm kind of doing the research, so yes, I'm, I, I, I know what you're talking about. <laughs> and uh, I came there, I came there, and he had that, like, you know, discoloration on one of the sides of the floor, and it was growing. So the customer stopped using the shower. The shower was installed maybe like three weeks before I came there. And once, as soon as the customer started using the shower, uh, you know, they noticed a, a big, like, wet-looking stain, and then it would grow. And now, uh, uh, here's another thing. So when, we, when it comes to such issues, we have to be professionals. We have to be very objective and very unbiased. Because yep. if most people saw that problem, they would immediately say that that installer did not do his uh, – pre-slope with the waterproofing pen liner correctly, that's why the moisture is trapped. So they would assume that, you know, that's the, the exactly, you know, what's the cause of that problem. Because if when you see dark, you know, dark, dark spot that is growing, I mean, you would probably assume that there is a lot of water below it. And then why is that? It's because you did not do your 
uh, pre-slope correctly. But mm-hmm. from, my, from my experience working with that installer, I knew that he would definitely do his pre-slope correctly because he's a, he, he, I knew him as a very detailed installer. And then when asking him about all the setting materials that he used for that floor, he mentioned that he sealed that floor. So I told him, okay, well, I trust you. I, I believe that you did your pre-slope correctly. Let's do this. There is only one uh, non-destructive thing that we could do with that floor, and that is tripping off that sealer because yep. the sealer by itself inside that marble, even though yep. it's a good product, but it cannot be used for such applications. So actually sealer manufacturers, they do not have those specific recommendations. It's no. mostly us who assume that that sealer is the cure for all maladies and we apply it, we apply it everywhere, thinking that it will make, uh, create, <laughs> it will basically uh, do miracles, but it won't. It's not intended for that. No, so unless you have a proper assembly. So what we did, we applied uh, two coats of a, a sealer stripper. Actually, we did three coats just to make sure. And what do you think? So in two to three days, the floor started to slowly lighten up. Yep. And then uh, after approximately a week, the customer was not, uh, we asked him to not use the shower. The floor remained to pretty much its original color. And when the customer started using the shower floor, uh, actually started using the shower floor, the entire shower floor started looking uniformly, you know, like they use the shower, uh, the stone looks wet, then it would dry out uniformly, and then next morning it would look normal. So that was basically the issue for that particular floor. It was sealed. And and I'm glad you mentioned that because, you know, we're we're talking about this particular issue with with White Carrara, but... Um, well, I'll tell you an interesting, interesting uh, uh, inspection I did not too long ago with a, and this is kind of interesting, um, and, and it kind of, it kind of illustrates what else can go wrong, uh, and that is, uh, this was a porcelain tile uh, floor, but the customer was complaining about the wall tiles, especially the first, first wall tile up against the wall where it met the setting bed was darkening. And uh, I said, okay. So I went down and did an inspection on this thing. And, you know, the, the shower floor was also porcelain. That was fine. But these tiles on the wall were starting to darken. And uh, <laughs> what was interesting is uh, we ended up destroying the shower, taking it out. And we discovered that the installer, when he installed this particular shower, put his mortar right up against the weep holes and totally blocking the weep holes. So what was happening is the water was going towards the, the perimeter of the uh, of the shower pan and wicking up behind the uh, behind the tile, causing the tiles to darken. So there, wow. <laughs> you know, and and that 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 was pointing it at the installer at that point. You know, he he should have known better. But uh, there are other reasons other than what we're discussing here, which is a good point. Yeah, yeah. Uh, well, uh, I'm planning on writing a my final, I think, article. On uh, about this particular issue, and I will go. Uh, I will describe in detail how to do how to use the epoxy method, and uh, uh, it can be. It will. I mean, our listeners will be able to find that article soon on my website, uh, tilepro-usa.com. Tilepro-usa.com. And Great. in Wonderful. my um, 
in my blog, actually, uh, they will all, all, uh, also be able to find different articles uh, about this issue. So there is two articles that were published in the Thai Letter Magazine and Slippery Rock Gazette, as well as there is many, uh, you know, just blog posts about about this issue. Uh, and all, as well, if, I have if you some of your articles as well. Okay, if you will send me those links, uh, I'll make sure I get those links put on my social media as well for those, uh, and uh, as well as your link, and uh, we can get them up there so people can uh, see them because that's some really good information I think needs to be done out there. Uh, I had a question come in uh, that I'm gonna I'm gonna read to you uh, that just texted me, and this was going back to the radiant heat, and uh, the question is, uh, I'll just read what it says. When Pasha said his opinion is radiant heat won't help. Moisture evaporation, he's talking about moisture absorbed into the stone only, correct? So if I understand correctly, is it still accurate to say radiant heat will aid in evaporation on a tile shower floor surface? What's your opinion there? Yeah, I I primarily meant uh, the evaporation, so the drying process. In my opinion, just my opinion, uh, I did not uh, perform any testing with that. But in my opinion, based you know on my experience, I could say that it would not really help with how fast the stone would be able to dry out. Yep, I agree. I'm with you there. It'll just keep your feet warm. <laughs> yep. Yep. <laughs> exactly. Well, All right, buddy. <laughs> I, that was some great, great information, and uh, I look forward to that. Uh, to your final article, you know, and, and again, send me those, uh, send me those links and I'll make sure I get them on my social media as well. But again, thanks for all the work you did with this. This is, this is something that, you know, I will say Pasha was not paid to do this. He took it on his own to do it on his own. So um, I wish more people were out there like you that would, that would do these experiments. Uh, but again, thanks for all your hard work and thanks for being on the show. Yeah. Well, thank you very much for having me. Uh, and, uh, for your invitation and for your ongoing support, for your great articles and for what you do for the tile industry, for all of us. Thank you so much. I really appreciate it. All right. It. Thank you, Pasha. Have a good one. We'll see uh-huh. you soon. Bye-bye. You too. Bye. Mm-hmm. All righty, folks. Uh, so some that has a lot of great information, and hopefully it, the mystery has been solved. In my opinion, the mystery has been solved. All right, folks, uh, that's it for today's show. Uh, Great show to start the new year off. Uh, Thanks for listening. Until next, keep setting those tiles, polishing that stone, fabricating those tops. Later, my friends. Thank you, Tough Skin, one of our gold sponsors. Marble etches and stains. Tough Skin guarantees it will not. Tough Skin provides a unique product and installation service anywhere in the USA with a proprietary stone laminate products. They protect marble countertops with an acid, oil, and waterproof guarantee. That's right, it's now possible to install marble, onyx, and travertine countertops without the worry of etching and staining from common household items like wine, lemon, coffee, or other acidic foods. People have been trying to figure this out for thousands of years, and Tough Skin Surface Protection has done it. Available in gloss and satin to match the countertop finish. Visit them online at toughskinprotection.com. That's T-U-F-F SkinProtection.com to learn more.
Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, believe it by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.